0: Okay, we begin with So, the idea of a Sota is that normally we assume that every woman is She's Hatter, which means that we don't have a reason to suspect that she committed adultery unless we know that she did. And normally the basic alakh is saying, such an idea about saying that a woman committed adultery, unless there were two witnesses uh, who verify that and who claim that they see it. So then we would never come along and say, oh, we're nervous. And since we're nervous, then maybe, maybe she did the action. It's always, you know, based upon absolute testimony to Aydin Mavishnayim Aydin Bakum Dover. However, what's very unique about the process of sota is that somehow through two steps before, the one step is kinoy, and the husband warns his wife, I don't want you to be alone with that man. And then she goes ahead and does seclude herself with that, with that person. So if those two things happen, then the Torah says that we are in fact concerned that she committed the adultery. The Torah says it's possible for her to clear her name, for her to become uh, permitted to her husband if she would drink the bitter waters. The whole process in the base of Mikdash. But otherwise, without that, then the assumption is that she, in fact, committed the crime, that she committed adultery. Now, just to understand a little bit better, um, is that the halacha of a woman who committed adultery is not only relevant to her guilt, it's also relevant to her status to her husband. If a woman willingly commits adultery, so the halacha is that she's forbidden to her husband. If she's raped, then she's permitted to her husband if he's a Israel and forbidden to her husband if he is a Kohen. It's only, but our Masechta is going to focus a lot on that Isra, the isr of soto Labaila. The Torah says as soon as there's kinoe and stira, even before we know she did it 100%, but as soon as that suspicion comes, or again, it's an anomaly, it's exeris hakasu, because really we don't have two witnesses saying that she did it. So she is a chazaka, she's b'chaz kasatu Nonetheless, the Torah comes along, the Torah is straight. the Torah says that we have to be concerned that she committed the action not only to clear her name, but we also now to her, between her and her husband. We're concerned she cannot be with him. So the missionary starts off, I'm a kind of issue of someone who did kinoi to his wife. So we're not even really sure what kinoi is. We'll have to understand the etymology of the word. But for our, our purposes, we'll just say that it means that she's, um, she's being warned. He, he's warning her not to exclude herself with a certain person. So Rebbe the warning needs two witnesses. And the idea is we're trying now, once Sota is different, we're trying to figure out how much of it is different. So Rebbe says the Kinoi is not different. The Kinoi, which, which through the quinoi, she becomes also if she does a stira. So the Kinoi needs two witnesses. If there aren't two witnesses and not of two witnesses, then... Then it can't be. Uh, it cannot. It cannot be chal. And what's interesting is, what exactly are they doing? It's really two two different purposes that they're serving. First of all, they they can validate it after the fact maybe that it occurred, you know, as opposed to a, so he said she said kind of situation. But it's also more than that. They're they're being mechal. They're creating the effect of the isher stira, which would aser. Now, just to clarify that point, a stira for an ish ish is always asher. A stira for an aishus ish is called yichud. But normally, again, yichud wouldn't answer, even though it's forbidden for a more married woman to be alone in a room. But that wouldn't—that wouldn't necessarily answer. We're not going to say, "Oh, she's the yichud; she's answer." But it's through the kinyan that this dera is answering. So the kinoe is what's creating a very strong effect here of suspicion that because of the kinoe, the Sira is going to answer. So according to Rebbe that part of the process needs two witnesses. Umashka, but to make her drink, abyeh he rechad, or You can make her drink based upon even just one witness, or even his own testimony. Meaning, if after there was a kinoe with two witnesses, then she goes and, and, and she does Sira. But we don't have two witnesses that she did Sira. We only have one witness that she did Sira. According to Rebbe Lezer, that's enough. The mechaif to go drink the water, that it's chal on her now that we suspect that she did the action, that could come about at this point even with, two, with one witness. So two witnesses for the kinoi, but for the stira to cause her to drink, even one witness. And moreover, it's even Alpiatmo, even if it's his own word. In other words, just the husband says. He says, I saw you alone. He doesn't have any even one other witness. No one else on the outside, even just the husband's word himself can make his wife drink. Omer, no, you, this is not true. The keynote has to be with two. You have to make a drink only on the basis of two witnesses. Okay. What's the process of warning? If he said to her in front of two witnesses, don't speak with so and so. She ignored him and she spoke with that person. She's still permitted to her home, literally meaning to her husband. She's Her husband was a Whereas, if she, if she goes to a secluded place with this adulterer, she doesn't just speak to him, she goes into seclusion with him. She remains there long enough, theoretically, for the action of Tummah to occur. Then, what's the halacha? The base of the is that she becomes a to her husband, and she's forbidden to eat truma as well, because at this point, we suspect her of, of, um, of committing adultery. Be amazed. And if the husband who she has, we are nervous that she committed adultery from, if the husband passes away, he dies, and he has no children. And this is before she is drinking the bitter water, and she cannot drink the bitter water after her husband dies, we'll learn about that. So the matter goes unresolved, if the husband dies after the seerah, before he's had a chance to give her the water, so she's forever going to remain at name uh, not being clear, she's going to be a sotter. Now the shayla is, could she do yibum? Could she marry her husband's brother? And the answer is no, we don't do yibum. Then we'll see about this with Big Sugi and the Gemara, but the basic concept is the same way that the Sotah undermines her marriage, her relationship to her husband, she does with her husband, so the continuation of that marriage is also undermined, and therefore there's no process of yibum which is done. Instead, we opt for Khalid. All right, so before we analyze much, the Gemara just wants to do a little understanding of the context of this mesechta. Michti, Tanami, Nazir, Salag. We just finished Masechah Nazir. Why are we learning Sota now? What does Sota have to do with Nazir? So the Gemara says, because like where Rebbe says the tiny Rebbe Yomar Nazir the Sota and the Torah they're right next to each other. Lama comes to tell you, Sota Anyone who sees the Sota in her moment of disgrace, in the moment she's brought to the base of Mikdash to drink the water when she's fully disgraced, Iyazer Aspam MiYain. The the reaction that they should have is to abstain from wine by vowing to become a Nazir. The reason why one follows the other is because we always look at the wine as somehow the catalyst for the sin of adultery. We'll see more about that in the Mitzachlis. The reaction of the Nazir is that I see the effect of wine, I see how bad it can be, and therefore I vow to abstain from wine. So that's why it makes sense that Nazir and Sotar are next to each other. It says the Gemara, it's great that they're next to each other, but the order is backwards. So listening, listening, it should have been Sotar first and then Nazir, just like we see in the Torah. That is Sotar and Nazir because of the fact that it's what was what was obscene what was seen to the sota is what causes the nazar to vow. So the Khmer gives now a reason why the sequences flip. is the Tani Ksubis Madir since we learn Ksubas. And in subas we learn Parak hamadir is one of the Xubis in mis- towards the end of the Mizakba, where it talks about a woman who has vows and how it how it impacts the relationship and the suba So it was one of those things that came up in in, in, in marriage. But lamaisa. saw we spoke about vows in that parak. Therefore, Tanan Adar. After Aksubas, we learn Adar because, oh, you mentioned vows. Let's learn all about vows. Tanan Adar, Once you talk Adar, the then you teach Nazir because Nazir is a form of a vow. The dummy learn Adar. And then after Nazir, now we go back and say, oh, there's a connection between Sota. After we do Nazir, there's a connection between Sota and Nazir. And therefore, we clean up with Sota. All right. Now our Mishnah continues. The Mishnah uses it in the past tense. Like someone who did Kino with his wife. It sounds like it's not what should be done, but rather what is done. We see our time else, it's also to warn his wife against secluding, against secluding herself with another man. Um, and the reason is, Rash explains, that you could, it, it can lead to more fighting, it can lead to uh, humiliation on the, on the base of Mikdash. So therefore, it's discouraged. Now, it's an interesting perspective because right, So the, the way that you see it, the other way, maybe it's good, right? Maybe it he warns her and she won't commit adultery the Our Tana takes the opposite approach. Our Tana holds no, it just causes fighting. Better not to do it. So it's only if it was done that's the language that the Tana speaks, not in terms of whether it's ideal. Says the Gemara, Marshall, Baray, Sleek, Apple, Boss, Rishalakish, with Sota. Rishalakish would start in Dar Shinin about Sota. Amr Haqi would say this. In Shemaim, they only give a woman, they only give a man a wife commensurate with how, with his deeds. Meaning, if you get a a a a, a, a modest, if you, you have modest yourself, so then your wife will be modest as well. If you're not, then your wife will not be. And that's always the concept. It's like, you know, even though we're saying all this is about the, the adulterous wife, it's all a reflection somehow on the husband as well. The, literally, the stick of, the, of, the, of, of wickedness is not going to fall upon the Tzadik's law. So if it's so difficult for a Baruch Hu to, to arrange marriages, right? We see this idea that a Baruch Hu is arranging the marriage, that's what the Gemara was saying, but it's so difficult, it's as hard as the splitting of the sea. <laughs> Hashem brings individuals to a house. So we basically are seeing here, Hashem is releasing prisoners here in the moments, and we're, 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 we're assuming that it happens at Kriya Siyam so It seems that krios Siyam was like the moment when HaKadosh Baruch released us from prison. That's like the moment. So therefore that, that part of the pasik, Hashem, the end of the Pasik, that he's we assume that's talking about Krios Siyam so in the beginning of the pasuk. Was talking about Akalos Baruch who arranges individuals into a home, which is so therefore we connect the two. Says the Gemara, Is that really true? Is that really true that men and women are paired according to what they do? We have an idea that there's a Bashar, that before a person did any action in the world, before he did one thing made one decision about whether he's a tzaddik or a rasha, it's already predetermined 40 days before the vlad was even formed. It's already, it, it already says, right? There's a gospel that says so-and-so is going to marry so-and-so. This house is for so-and-so and this field is for so-and-so. So it's predestined before he makes decisions that determine whether he's a tzadik or a rasha. How can we say that they're made it according to their tzidkos? If we, we see it's predetermined, says the gemar lokash, a this that we say is determined from conception is, that's all about the first shit yukshini it's the idea that it depends on what you do, that depends on the shani Now, the big question is, is the second Gemara, zivaksheni, which is definitely qualifying whether or not it's matched up with your deeds, right? In other words, the idea of having a, a basheret, whether or not you, know, you, you could have one Tzalik and one Rasha, that's the zivakrishun. The idea that it's, that, it, that it's commensurate with one's deeds, that's the zivaksheni. It was the Gemara, the second comment to the Gemara, that is difficult to, for our Kodesh to arrange. The kashla is that also going only on shani Pashas is it is, because Pashas those two things go together. That's what the Gemara was saying. Ashakolish Baruch who matches in accordance with a person's deeds and of them zok the Gemara. But Kasha lezavim creates Yamsa. Now the Gemara is coming out. The whole thing is Pashas only, only on the second the second season. All right, says the Gemara. Rabbi Lezra, I can't look at the Geyel Kinoi The whole dispute. What was the dispute? Everybody agreed that the Kinoi needed two witnesses. The Machlokes was is the seer have two witnesses. Or not, Rabbi. Rabbi, Le- Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer said that the steer does not need; she can be forced to drink with only one witness. And Rabbi Shua says, "No, the steer as well needs two witnesses." So the Gemara 1st They're only arguing about the number of witnesses by, this, by the steer. Regarding whether or not she actually did the action, everybody agrees one aid would be believed. What does that mean? That means not only do we have a witness that say that there was seclusion. Let's say I have one witness that says, "I saw them do it." In other words, he's saying, not I saw them secluded. That's what we've been discussing. He says, I saw the Tumma. If there's one aide who says, I saw the Tumma, everybody would agree he's believed. And what does it mean he's believed? It means there's no process of drinking the water. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go kill the woman. That's not the point of the the testimony. The testimony is that it's a din vada'i that we say that that she has to be divorced without receiving her ksubah and forever also to be with her husband, with the adulterer and the point. That's the point of what we're saying here. So there they're arguing with is Ma'am. We see this as well in the Mishnah as well. Let's say a single witness says in court, after the warning conclusion, he says, I saw her, I saw her that she she did the Toma So we see over there in that Mishnah as well the same point. So the wants to know how do we know that? But the where do we see in the Torah that one witness is believed is believed to say that that the Bia occurred? And the reason that's a kidish as we we have to try to understand this. Ain't a you're testifying that an act of adultery actually occurred. This is the actual adultery. So where's your basis in the Torah to say that an aidachon is nema? So the Gemara says the Tan Tana Rabanan talking about the aid ain ba. So it's helpful to see this pasuk here. What it's talking about. It's on the side of your Gemara, it's in, but the Parcher of Sota. The meitz gimel on the side of the Gemara. So it says v'shachav Yisroel saw shechazar v'nella me'inei ha'isha man slept with her, and it was not known to her husband. V'nisterah she was secluded v'hi nitma and she is defiled v'aid ain ba and there is no. There's there was no testimony, no witness, and she wasn't forced. That's what the Pasek says. So, when it says the aid ain't bought, there there is no witness, we see, says the Gemara, we'll have to clarify how the Gemara knows this, is that it says, we see that there aren't two witnesses testifying, there are one. In other words, the Pasek is clearly that it's that she's awesome. The Torah is setting up a scenario of Israel. So if the Torah is saying the aid ain't vah, and there's, not what, there's, no, there's no witnesses, the Gemara is understanding even though aid is Lashon yaha, and aid means two, we'll see how the Gemara knows that. And it's saying there are not two witnesses, you're meant to imply rather there's one witness, and that's what the Torah is going on, it's saying that it's awesome. So if aid means two, then the implication is there are not two but rather one, and the Torah is understanding that she's awesome, so I see that one aid is neman, that there was tomah. So the price of challenges is haf, oh, ain't you or Maybe not. Maybe aid means there's not even one witness. There's not even one witness is here. Now the Gemara is going to ask that if there's no witnesses, and why 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 are we assuming that that, that, that there's a guilt? And again, this pasuk is mashma that there that there is a guilt because the pasuk is saying and she was not raped, meaning the Torah is clearly saying that she's awesome. So we'll have to understand if there's not even one witness, then why in the world would we assume that anything happens? So we'll have to clarify that. The Gemara will go through all of this. Now if you it's saying not like this. I It says in the possibility of ma'chad aid There's one possible in the Torah, We're talking about the testimony of one witness. It says, in general, don't listen to an aid akhar. So if we just would have said, a witness in I know aid is in the singular, it means one. why? It's like redundant. Aid echad. Aid and akad clearly are saying the same thing. The word akhar is extra. So we learn zebnaav. The word now is used as a source. wherever it says aid in the singular re can Aid normally means two. Haraya whenever it wants to say one, it says aidach. So, so therefore, aid alone means two. So, unbelievable idea. Aid general generally means two witnesses. Unless the Torah specifies, it means one witness. So, basically, generally, when it says, you would think aid means one. But since there are times in the Torah where it says eight achal, we see aid generally means two. So now putting that back to our apostle, look, what's the Torah saying the woman is also the aid ain't One of the Torah is saying there's no aid, Shrey Lace Ba means there are not two witnesses to testify. Ella rather the implication is there's one. So the Torah Vihiloh and she is not raped, meaning to say that therefore Asura, she is forbidden. From the fact that the Torah is saying she's not raped, clearly we see the din in the Torah's also, because if it would be mutter, then it wouldn't make a difference if she's raped or not. Clearly she would for sure be mutter if she was raped as well. Must be the fact that the Torah specifies, and she was not raped, that the direction in the Torah is that she's Asr. And the Torah is saying the aiding Ba, and there are not two witnesses, as we already showed in the language, aid means two. So there are not two witnesses, And she, meaning there is one, and she was not raped, then she is, fill in the blank, then she is Asr. So that's how we see that one aid is Neman on the Tumba. says the Gemara, it sounds like without. We wouldn't have known that without that whole fancy drasha that we just said that 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 aid stam means to Allah without that mean I would have said that here it means there's not even one witness so why would how would I have ever possibly read the pasuk that way how could that be if there's not even one witness her, why would she be forbidden meaning to say the pasuk clearly is mashma that she's also, because the Torah says is and she was not raped clearly it sounds like if she was raped the law would be different if the law is mutter, then it wouldn't make sense clearly the law is that she's awesome and that's what the Torah is saying and she was not raped because because if she would be raped, she would be permitted. So, but if the if, if aid in Ba means that there's not one witness, there are zero witnesses, then how would that make sense? And what is she becoming Asur for? It has to be that aid means two witnesses. So what the Gemara is challenging is why do you have to make it so complicated to derive that the aid means there are not two witnesses but one? Of course that's what it means. How could it have possibly mean anything else? You think the aid in Ba means there are no witnesses and she's becoming Asur? How could that be? There's no reason to think she did it. Says the it's It was necessary. We needed ba, ba." I would say what it's saying is that 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 there's no witness doesn't mean there isn't a witness. I would say that it means that a single witness is not believed to say it. Meaning to say that the word "ain" that means that, 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 that really there is a witness. And I would have said, Ain ain ba." There's not a witness that 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 was believed. Eid ain ba. Like one witness is not quote unquote like believed about her. So the one witness is not enough to offer her to her husband, and rather two witnesses are necessary to asser. So I would have said, "Mamish," what the Torah is saying is Ba. the one witness who is there is not is not Neman against her. That's not I don't understand. Why would the Torah have to tell me that at all? Um neman Ba. Elam, my boy, what does that mean? How much would it require to ask or trade, You think you, and then the Torah would go out of its way to tell you you need two? That's the Pashtas. let the Torah say nothing. I would just know the general rule. By mublin, you need two witnesses. And it says dover by Mammon. and it says dover by erva. Kumas by erva dover. So I say dover, dover, Xavier teaches me just as two witnesses are necessary by money, so two, two witnesses are necessary for marital matters. So I know no. All testimony regarding a riot in the Torah requires two witnesses. So the Torah can't be going out of its way to tell you that you need two witnesses. Says the Gemara, No, it could be. It's Maybe really the Torah is telling you bonds that one witness is not believed. I, what was the novelty if generally there's a role in Dabashra Baku the, the novelty is the Khamina Sota Shiny. I may have thought to say that the law of Sota is different than other general testimonies. There's legs for it to stand on. It's interesting. We just had it. at the end of Nazar, four Mishnahites, and I spoke about Raghilein Badaver. Now our Mishnah opens with Raghilein Badaver. Shehari, keen look, the husband warned her and she secluded herself. So in other words, what the Gemara is saying is that the aid is not coming out of left field. The aid is latching on to the scenario. The scenario already is built upon itself, really. There's a good suspicion, naturally, to assume, to assume that she did it. I would say the aid should be believed. Therefore, maybe the Torah is telling you the ball, and the one witness is not believed. So in conclusion, where are we are right now, we still have to clean up a very important point, which is what it should be, I guess, following the Shachar Torah, something obvious, but we'll get to that in one second. But just following the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, clearly we're talking about a woman uh, and we're coming along and saying that she is Aser. But the question is, what is the circumstances by which she is Aser? We are interpreting the Eid ain't Ba, there are not two witnesses, but rather there is one witness in that scenario, she's Aser, because the one witness uh, is belief. That's the drusha that we're making. And again, we're basing that aid means two witnesses off the Pasukla yakum, Eid Echad. Whenever the Torah wants to say aid means in the singular, it says aid Echad. Ha, aid regular, means two. That's the way we're understanding. The Gemara is challenging that. The Gemara, I mean, I shouldn't say the Gemara is challenging that. The Gemara is explaining that we needed that Joshua, and it wasn't intuitive to read the passage that way, that ve'ene ba' means there aren't two but rather one, because you could have understood the Passover ve'ene ba' that the Torah is actually specifically coming to tell you and one witness would not be believed. That is the point. And that is a novelty. You may have thought to say this Roglaim Ladavar, so an eight should be believed, and, and, and the Torah may actually be telling you and one eight is not believed. However, what's the problem with that? That theoretical explanation would never have made sense because again, is the Torah saying in this passage she is Mutter or she is Aser? It's clearly coming to say that she is Aser. How do we know? Because the Torah says, and she was not raped. Clearly the law, whatever the law is, would be different if she was raped. If bishlam, of the halacha is that she's being Osir, that's what the Torah is saying. She's asur, but not if she was raped. But if the law is that she is permitted because the witness is, one witness is not believed, then why would the Torah say, and she was not raped? Even if she was raped, of course she would be permitted. So that's what the Gemara has to clean up here. How could you ever have thought theoretically to the that the single witness does not believe is shari and permitted to ask? From the fact that the Torah says, and she was not raped, clearly we see that the law that's being said is that she's asser so that's our kasha. We have two ways of learning. We have our way that we're going. The eight ain't There aren't two witnesses, but there's rather one witness, and she is aser. Oh, then of course it's very good. The Torah says is possible. The law would be different if she would be raped. But in the theoretical interpretation, which we're coming to say is not right, but what we're asking is that it should have been clear that it wasn't right. Is that the eight ain't is coming to say that the one witness would not be believed? The Torah is emphasizing. He may have thought the one witness would be believed, but no, the eight ain't and the one witness is not believed in her. Then how would have I understood what the Torah is saying? The Torah is saying she's permitted. So then why would the Torah? He learned it's possible. So the Gemara answers: Itzchak, no, it was really necessary. Maybe the Torah is making two separate points. First of all, a single witness is not believed. they edein ba, and really, you always need two witnesses. And second of all, uvid And even if there are two witnesses, She's only asked her husband if she was not read. Kamash malant to tell us not to interpret that pasuk that way. We brought the lelakomai So what we we're saying is, no, actually, it's not so clear from the pasuk that what what the law is being said. Because yes, it says heilo nitbasa, but I may have understood those words. To be coming to make a general point, even when there are two witnesses, that she's only assur when she wasn't raped. If she was raped, even if there are two witnesses to the fact that she had the bia, she would be permitted. But in terms of our discussion, maybe the ain't ba is coming to say one witness is never believed. You may have thought to believe the rakhelam adama the is saying that no ain't ba the eight is not believed. I wouldn't have read it as a flow. The einim ba dot dot dot, and she's assur as long as she wasn't raped. I wouldn't have read it that way. I would have said the ain' ba. First of all, a single witness is not believed. Second of all, even if there are two witnesses, if she was raped than she is permitted. So that's why I needed the Joshua. that's why we understand the Torah Barisa went to the length of proving the Eid means there are not two witnesses from the fact that sometimes when it says in the Torah eight, it says Eid achad. So in conclusion, we understand why we need the Joshua, but the Joshua is still, too, it's still true, we have to remember the main takeaway, the main takeaway is that this very interesting pasuk, the Eid means there are not two witnesses, rather there is one witness and the woman is usher. and the Torah is following that up with the caveat. That she wasn't raped. If she would be raped, then she would be permitted. That is the, the bottom line. Now, an interesting thought to take away is the Torah is telling us that is Neman. Would you say that the reason Eid the Achr is Neman is because of her glaim Ladover? The Kamar mentioned that Svara is a, on, on the theoretical side that the Torah was saying that Eid is not Neman, and the need to tell me that Eid is Neman, I would have said Eid is Neman because of her Ladover. The Kamar said that, that's not true, Eid is Neman. Is the correct understanding now in our mind that the reason why the Erechah is Neemon is Ta'cha because of R'aqlayim or should I look at it now just as Xeris HaKas? And that's an interesting question. It's a very interesting question. Is the Neemonos of the Erechah now based upon raglaim L'davr or not? It's a very interesting question to think about. A lot of different svaras back and forth on that. We'll see. It, it, it seems to be Rashi's and Shah seem to assume that the reason the erachah is them as meaning al davur, meaning We shouldn't look at it as a random kazeres hakosuv. Then, even though normally in davur but by so it does differ. No, you shouldn't look at it that way. You should look at it and understand that the basis of the erachah to say that that that, that is the basis of the erachah saying that that that, that the Tumah happens is all based upon the Kinoi and the stira. I'll just give you a little bit of lambdas. Really, you know, Sota has a lot and uh, the Daphim are a little bit bigger, so there's a lot more material to cover. But I'll just give you a little bit of lambdas here. Um, let's say, for example, according to Rabbi Yoshua, you need two witnesses on the Kinoi and two witnesses on the stira. You need two witnesses. It sounds like, let's say, the husband himself knows that she did the stira. That wouldn't be enough, right? She wouldn't cause her to drink. Rashi's mashma then not only would he not cause her to drink, Rashi back in the Mishnah, Rashi's mashma that he would still be allowed to be with her as well. Meaning she wouldn't become also According to Rabbi Yish- according to Rabbi Yishri, you need two witnesses on the seer without two witnesses. Even if the husband himself knows that she did the seer she'd be permitted. Correct, everybody, how is that true? What happened to Shabbat and Isura? If I know something is awesome, then something is and with that, it, 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 There's two things. There's proving it to base basin, let's say to make her drink. That's one thing. But for me, I know that she's also because I know that she had the seerah. sounds like from Rashi, that if you know that she had the stira, you don't know that she's iser. There's no iser inherent in the fact that just the stira itself was there. That's not the that's not the iser of sota. The iser sota doesn't come through that way. There's a process that exists in the sota. Has to build the case has to build a lot of different factors components, components upon themselves, and without the process of having stira beidim. Then just the fact that the husband himself knows about the Sira might not offer her to him, which is a very interesting chiddush. So the point is, there's all the different components which are coming here. So maybe eid echad on is something similar to this. It's not stam Adin, Eid echad is neman to say a woman a woman had beer. It's no such halacha. It's no such halacha that that, that you you know you could assur could it like that. It's avada only in the context of kino and stira. And even when it comes in the context of kino and stira, maybe it's specific because of the of la'daver. Alright, here we go, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says that the Kinoa is with two and the Sdera is with two. Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer, hell no, even a single witness is Naman on the Sdera. What's the reason for Rabbi Yeshua? The Torah says that there was no witness about her. That pasuk was just the one that we used to say that it is Naman about Tuma, right? It ba. So now we're looking at the word ba. It's not in her. So we say Babalokino Bablobastira. Yes, and Aid Akhar is Namon about the kinoi. I'm sorry, about the tumor, but he's not naman about the kinoi, not naman about the stira. And others, what's going on here is that once we say eid akhar is naman about the tumor, so maybe we should take that back on kinoi and stira. And we're saying no, the Torah said ba, babalobino, babalobastira. For stira and kinoi you need two witnesses. Rebelazar, I may babaloba kinoi. No, you only take it back on one. Ba kinoi. You need two witnesses for the kinoi, but for the stira, even one witness is good. So Alti Gummar, why did Rabbi Lazar say that? Aim of Babylobastira? And the Torah just said ba, not about the, about the tumah, but not about something else. Why do you say bla, b-la, he said, ba kino? say ba below Says the tumah because the stira was likened to the tumah. The v'initma. We have a pasuk which compares them to each other. V'nisra, other they're right there next to each other. She was secluded and she became tamei. So the juxtaposition tells us, shaz a single witness is never about the tumah. So two single witnesses never about the seclusion. kino There's also a hakechos between the kino and the tumah. The sev v'kino se Yet Rabbi Lazar said you need two witnesses for the kino. So what? How does he know? because we had Ba. Omar Re'isa, what basis? Meaning, if I have Ba, and both of them are Hakish to Tuma. So obviously, Ba is coming to tell me that one of the two, either kinoi or needs two witnesses. On the other hand, both of them are compared to Tuma. So it's a toss-up. How do I know to say that it's the kinoi that needs two and the tira only needs one? Mistabra, Stira difa. Stira makes sense to say that even a single witness believe she can o to that's the thing that actually makes her asr. That's the moment that she's becoming asr just like Tuma. So just as Tuma makes us with one witness, so the, the Stira should be with one witness. In other words, the comparison to Tuma that there's an Eman of makes more sense on Stira than on Kinua because the Stira is actually when she becomes ask. So Akhtumar Adra but just the opposite, Kinua Adif. The warning is more comparable to the, is more preferable to compare to the Tuma. She can Iker Garmla because that's the Iker, meaning... It, it, normally, when you seclude yourself, you don't become usher. So, why are you becoming usher here when you seclude yourself? Because of the kinoi. So, it's really the kinoi. So, the kinoi is the usher. So, it makes more sense that the kinoi should be compared to the tumma, and one witness should be believed. Says the Without the seclusion, the warning doesn't do anything. So, really, the the, 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 the stira is what's ushering. So, we're going back and forth. Says the lav stir but Without the warning, what does the what seclusion do? So, bottom line is, it's two parts, right? It's a toss up here. So, if I have to pick between the two and say one of them is going to become compared to the tumma, and one witness will be believed. How do I know which one? So the Gemara, the conclusion of the more. it makes more sense to compare the S'tira to the toma. That's the It's the beginning of the toma. Very interesting words of the Gemara. S'tira is the beginning of the toma. It's all one. That's the Ma'isa. The Ma'isa of the Oiser the is the S'tira of the toma. So therefore we compare the Masqana according to Rabbi We compare the S'tira to the toma, And we say, just as by Tumah, so too for the S'tira, for Kinoi, we say, Kinoy, you need two witnesses. So so far we've had two opinions. Rabbi Yeshua said you need you need two witnesses for both the Kinoi, and the steer. Rabbi Lazar says you need two witnesses only for the Kinoi, One eightachar is not about this steer. So according yet there's a third opinion. In my season low low. Our Mishnah is not like the third time. Our Mishnah says in the price. Rabbi Rabbi Elazar here, Rabbi Elazar is quoted differently from Rabbi Yossi. I'm a Kanalisher, someone who did kinyan. one witnesses suffices. Ashkilah, but to make her drink, that there should be an amanus from Stira. Apishnaim. There you need two witnesses. So that's the third opinion. So the the bride's challenge is that the Chachamim said to Rabbi Leizer, she will Rabbi then there will be no end to the matter." We'll see what that means. The Gemara will explain it. My time, the uh, Rabbi Yisrael. First, we just want to understand what the source for this. This opinion is saying you need one witness for Kinoi, even the husband. But it's only Stira that needs that needs two. So Amar Oh my crab, there's no witness about her. He's Namun only about the Tumma, but not about the Stira. Stira needs two witnesses. Aim above below maybe about Kinoi. Kinoi is Kishumma. No, Kinoi is compared to the Tumma. The Sevikina is Ishavinitma. Aye, Sira Nami is Kish Tuma, Sevnisra So it's a toss-up. How do I know? Ba is coming to say one of them requires two. And both of them are compared to Tuma, so it's a toss up. So this and, and this Tana says back, "Who Kama Shears with with This that it says she she secluded herself, and um, that that, that she, she secluded herself, and and she did the action. It's just coming to tell you how long does the act of seclusion have to be to, to answer her to make her drink? The answer is long enough that the Bia could have occurred. So we use the Hekish between Tira and Tuma not to say that Erachar Really, you need two witnesses for this year. We use the accuracy to say that the length of seclusion is long enough for the BIA to occur. So Lamaskano, this Tano, you got one aid being named about the Kinoi, but you need two witnesses for this year. So now the mark goes back to that to that dialogue. They said according to what you're saying that one eight is never on the kinoi, it will never end. Mind you, what do they mean it will never end? Because the Lokani, sometimes it will occur that he never warned his wife. Bah Markanoya will say, I would have warned her I warned her. So imagine that. Imagine there are witnesses that a woman secluded herself and she didn't really I mean she did something wrong. You're never supposed to seclude yourself. She is, but it wasn't so wrong. And then Mamish, in a moment of spite, what does the husband do? He, he comes falsely and he says, I warned her. And then suddenly she has to go drink the wasota water. So that's not fair. We can't have such a system. You always need two witnesses for the keynote. Talk Gemara, but that's a good question. That's also Shvain Rabbi Lezer and our Mishnah. What did Rabbi Lezer say in our Mishnah? You need two witnesses on the Kinoi and one on the Stira. So you could have the same type of problem. She's saying the other Daversov. You could have a, it will, in the Mishnah. You don't have such an issue. as in the low hits Hitzer. Maybe she won't seclude herself on the and the husband will say she did seclude herself. In our Mishnah, Rabbi Lezer said you need two witnesses on the Kinoi and one on the on the Stira. So maybe he'll make two witnesses on the Kinoi, but then. He'll make up himself that there was a stira and there was no stira. So he could spite her in that way also. So why is there more of a taina on Rebbe Lezer in the brisa about only, uh, the husband being believed about the kinoi than Rebbe Lezer in the mishnah where the husband is believed about the stira? Both ways you have both ways you have an problem. So I'm problem. So After inla The way you understand is that not only according to Rebbe Lezer and the mishnah, even according to Rabbi, the way Rebbe Lezer is said in the brisa, there is no end. Meaning, in our Mishnah, it's easier to understand that problem. Fakar. In our Mishnah, goes without saying that Rebbe is difficult because in the Daversov, the husband could just say she did a stira. But what we're saying is, even in the Star so where you need two witnesses on the stira, but but Rabbi was saying one witness is believed about the kinyan. Even there, you have a problem in the Daversov that after a stira with two witnesses, the husband can just come along and say, oh, and by the way, I did a kinyan. But the Gemara doesn't buy that. Because certainly in our Mishnah, at least in our Mishnah, there's a foundation. There, There's no foundation. What do we mean to say? In our Mishnah, there were two witnesses that there was a warning. So there was certainly a foundation, meaning a husband doesn't go and warn his wife in front of two witnesses unless there was, you know, grounds for suspicion. So we know that... Clearly something was off here. There was good grounds for foundation here. There was a quinoa e with two, it started off on the right foot. So that's the issue of solved. I say, you know, okay. So then yeah, do we have to be concerned concern our husband will then in that scenario come and lie there was a stira? Yeah, could happen. We can't deny that, the possibility, but at least there's the issue of solved. It will only come in a scenario that a husband made, you know, formally a kinoi e in front of his wife with two witnesses. So we can understand that something was going on there to begin with. Whereas in R, Braisa, in a way it's much worse. Because the woman is out of the blue, she has no, no reason to think anything is off. The husband, she just happened to be that she was alone with two witnesses, with two witnesses in front of in front of a person. Now the husband, just the spider says, "By the way, I did a kinoin. so that was totally baseless, she made it up in the moment. She has nothing, no 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 foundation whatsoever. So the Gemara therefore concedes that and says. <laughs> The in the That's what he's saying. He's saying, you're tying it on me and my bride, so that if I say it then, then if you're right, you can ask that on Reb Lazar in the Mishnah as well. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I hold, even though it's definitely a bigger ain davar sov, to believe the husband about the kino than to believe the husband about the stira. But I hold that it's also in the sov on, 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 on the scenario about believing the husband about the stira. So if you're the same way, don't reject me because you're saying the davar Because Rabbi Lazar's whole opinion is in the However, you're going to slice it, it's going to be in the So that can't slug up the way I'm saying it. All right. Now the gematries get some advice here. A person should not tell his wife today, after the base is destroyed, not to be alone with so and so. Maybe like that it's valid even though there aren't two witnesses. Then if she secludes herself with that adulterer, she would become asher. We don't have the soda waters today to test her. All of them she'll be asher forever. So in other words, it's not a big deal. They say, don't be alone with somebody. As long as there aren't two witnesses at the Kinoa, nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. But if maybe we're concerned that Lacha's like him, so the smart advice is don't ever make a Kinoa. Says the Gemara Merch and What is Kinoa? Kinoa usually means to be jealous. So what does it mean? Warning and jealousy are not the same thing. The idea is that the warnings that causes anger between her and other people. Why? How? The warning is valid even based upon the husband's own testimony. No one else was there. So nobody knew about the Amri, They're going to say, What's happening in front of us that this woman is detaching herself from society? They're going to get angry with her. Meaning, if kino can be alone and private, so then people don't understand suddenly, why is this woman not secluding herself with us? How come, how come she's so careful not to be alone in a room with us? is, oh, we do, she doesn't like me, this, that. So the kinoi is causing hatred between her, his wife and other people because they don't know about the kinoi. So then the only way, only way they'll understand in the future when the wife won't seclude herself with, with them is because she doesn't like them or they don't like her, b'chuleh b'chuleh. Whereas the other view, it means it makes anger between the husband and her. No, you need two witnesses for the Kinoi. Everybody knows that the husband warned her. So it's only the husband that it will cause to cause anger. It's a reaction to the warning. So the reaction to the warning that everybody knows about, and she's humiliated because she was warned, so she's going to start aggravating her husband and mistreating him and spoiling his dinner, of a and it's going to cause a lot of fighting between them. So in the the first view, Kinoi is private. It doesn't cause fighting between them. What it does is that it causes fighting between her and the world when they can't understand why she's not secluding herself with them anymore. Whereas the second interpretation. quinoi causes fighting between her and her husband. It's public. Everyone knows about it. And therefore, she's humiliated, and they eventually start fighting. Just let's start one more As We see from both opinions, quinoi is not a good thing, right? It causes hatred either between her and the world or between her husband and her.